0: Thank mm-hmm. To do this okay
1: good i'm adam anis i'm peter martin you're listening to the you'll hear podcast music advice flowing
0: lovingly at you flowing with lots of love via the intranets towards and the your podcast. way we
1: talk a lot about music and we talk a lot about the piano we talk a lot about improvising and we do some playing here. And, Peter, we get a lot of lovely comp- compliments about the playing. It's really fun to play yes. with you at some of these, on some but of these. From, but from henceforth, I refuse. You refuse. Well, that's what we're going to be talking about. Because it is oftentimes not our preferred way to play the piano uh, on MIDI controller keyboards. It can often be a very frustrating experience. Especially, uh, I'm trying to connect with Peter. I want some dynamic range. I don't really have it here. And I thought maybe we can talk about what that's like. And yes. Specifically, uh, I've seen some instances where you've talked about this, where people have wanted to hire you to perform. Right, and, unhirable. And they say, well, we don't have a piano, but maybe you could bring a keyboard. And I've seen your response, which is like, well, listen, you're going to pay for me to come here, which is, you know, that's not cheap. <laughs> that's uh, pretty Martin <laughs> And then you're going to have me playing a keyboard, and it's not going to be very good because the keyboard's not going to sound very good. I kind of feel the same way. Uh, I've done gigs where I've actually rented a piano myself, even if I have to build that into the budget. If I know that it's going to be one of those kinds of gigs where it's better that I have an acoustic piano, even an upright, I'll do that before, oftentimes before a keyboard because I like a hammer hitting something and I need that feel to really be able to express what I want to express on an acoustic piano situation. Now, uh, we can talk about all these different occurrences and maybe some of the pitfalls of just you know demanding a piano yes. and how maybe some people don't have get that me
0: right. my steinway get yeah, me my Fazziole.
1: but uh i thought maybe we could just talk about that yeah. like why don't you you know why isn't your preferred <laughs> instrument some kind of keyboard
0: yes And first of all, full disclosure, because you forced me into this ridiculous title of Why Peter Refuses to Perform on Keyboards, it's not entirely accurate. You're going to find some videos. Yeah, we we (laughs) do it all the time. And there's a lot of videos uh, online of me playing. Um, I mean, for years, I played with Diane Reeves, and I almost always had a keyboard and a piano. I don't think there was ever a time I just had a keyboard. I mean, something got really screwed up. Yeah. Um, but that was more but repertoire-driven, that's you know repertoire driven. That's right. Mean? But, but just that's a perfect
1: example. You would do a you could do a gig with Diane Reeves on just a piano. Yeah. But you wouldn't do one on just a keyboard. Right.
0: Like you would have to have some kind of piano. Right. Right. And maybe if I'm doing a gig with Lady Gaga or somebody um, uh, not to be associated with the other artist, Lady Gaga, Lady, but, you know? <laughs> Lady Gaga, maybe I'm not um, maybe I'm not using acoustic piano at all, although she's doing it for Tony Bennett. Yeah, uh, listen, if it's
1: it's the kind of music where it's It's like, like, what fits it? If you're playing like industrial Nine Inch Nails style music, (laughs) like an acoustic piano is not, will sometimes be the right fit, but you're going to need a a variety of colors for your palette. But for what we usually do, which is like acoustic based, improvisation based music, yes, right? Like, if I'm using an acoustic piano sound, I really want it to be an acoustic piano. Right. If I'm using a keyboard, and I, I've heard you do this before too, I'll often use a Rhodes. Sound as right. opposed to an acoustic piano sound just because it's so hard to recreate the subtleties of an
0: acoustic piano sound and Kind of bums me out
1: when I can't get it, you know and I
0: know and I wonder how much of it though is feel because it's like actually that. duplicating the sound and I think are we on keyscape here? Yeah, mm-hmm. and keyscape
1: so. does it better than anybody
0: Yeah, and I mean in some ways depending on how it's you know Engineered and stuff and you play certain things it can sound as good or better than many acoustic pianos But in terms of like the feel of playing it, and I think if you're going for that sound, it's like, if possible, go for that authentic thing. Because for me, it affects so much like how you interact with the instrument. So I can get like what we did on the intro here. I feel like I can get a good feel and that we can get like a rapport that is closer to two acoustic pianos than in terms of like the actual outcome than we probably think. Probably. But in terms of like how it feels, and I would say the amount of energy that you have to expend to be able to get to that is so much higher when you're trying to do piano on keyboard. So it can be done, and it can sound pretty good, but the reason like, I generally don't like to do it on gigs is because I can do it so much better yeah. when there's an acoustic instrument. Now, I realize that a lot of that might not be noticed by a lot of listeners, but it matters to me, and I think ultimately for kind of the final product it makes a difference.
1: For me, it's, it's really two major things that affect why I prefer an acoustic piano 100% of the time over over an an electric piano, I mean over a keyboard. Listen, if the piano is missing keys, if it's incredibly out of Of tune, if it's unplayable. There's a a point it goes past that. Of course, I'm gonna choose the Nord here if I can't really play it or if it sounds just awful. But if it's a comparable uh, upright piano or something, I'm gonna choose that for a couple of reasons. Uh, one is like you said, the feel like there's, it's so hard to recreate a hammer hitting something. And I know a lot of companies get really close. I know Roland has the sort of V piano, which is supposed to be one of the better technologies. And I'm sure put in the comments, if you have your favorite feeling keyboards, but even those things, even those, there's something missing. There's something with the hammer throw that I just don't get. And I don't know if it's even because they're too consistent yeah. or there's something about it that it doesn't feel real. Yeah. The other thing is combined usually with a lack of of dynamic depth. Mm. You know, where the sound is coming from usually one small space. Now this a lot of these things could probably be fixed if you had, you know, a $5,000 speaker setup, you know, just perfectly studio setup at you wherever you were, Yeah. So, or headphones, or I don't know, headphones are a horrible idea for that, but you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like something in the space that really recreated how it sounded in the stereo spectrum and, and created the box and everything like that, recreated that soundscape. But nobody's got time for that. Like right. when you're on a gig, nobody's gonna do that. You usually got a little PV wedge right here right. <laughs> that's like shooting out up at you and you have five minutes to get it level. And if I'm on a keyboard, I just know I'm just going to hear like this tinny, bah, 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 you know what I mean? Like, right. it's going to be a bad piano sound coming at me pretty, like with no dynamic range, and it's going to feel not great. Um, those three things are usually the, the sound itself, the lack of dynamic range, and the feel of the keyboard. Not right. to mention little things like the feel of the pedal, you know? Yeah. Nord has that great three pedal system. Yeah. Still doesn't feel like a real no. piano. There's no. no manipulating it, there's no finding the the joy of finding where the soft pedal like really starts to get this curve on the sound, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, I love that stuff, man.
0: I know. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a, a, it's tactile, it's feel, it's how you're responding to the sound as you go. I think that's the hardest thing for me to, to play a keyboard. Like if it's a, you know, a road sound, if it's like some original sound, if it's like a, a, a clavinet, even those things like, playing a Rhodes versus playing like a vintage vibe or an actual Fender, because you got some idiosyncrasies in there. Yeah, But it's it's closer in terms of like, for me, the amount of energy to kind of adjust my mindset. Because a lot of it is like, you just have to think about like, how is it sound to the listener? Because like, I'm surprised, like part of the reason we don't play more in here is because sometimes we feel like, oh, if we're in the other room with the two pianos, we can do so much better. But then we have, you know, people, a lot of our listeners, like we love it when you guys play and stuff. So it is important to think about the end result. And a lot of these... Kind of, um, you know, gradients are bigger to us, the differences, than they are to the listeners. So, what that means is you have to kind of suspend um, your belief or disbelief. Yeah. In, in terms of like as you're playing, it's it's not that different than when you're playing a, a, like a gig at a big festival and you love the piano. But or you maybe, can't really hear it. But you can't hear it. Yeah. Or you're, what you're hearing from the monitor is horrible. You yeah. haven't turned off the monitor, then you can't hear. You have to imagine what it's sounding like. But at least then you have the feel you of it. You got to have thing. a mind here. Sean Jones talks about
1: it in his first Open Studio course about. About he's obviously a trumpeter and yeah. so, but if you're playing a big gig outside festival, then you actually have to just pretend like you can hear a great sound, yeah, and then play like that's the and case. Hope and
0: pray that that's what the front yeah. of house engineer is
1: doing. <laughs> and I, I I try to do that. I mean, I even try to do that here when we're playing yeah. because this is so loud sometimes. Like here's as quiet as I can play it. Yeah, here's really as heavy as I'm gonna play it. There's just not that much. So oftentimes I like not play anything, like accidentally miss, you know, because I'm trying to stay under you or I can't hear that at all. And I'll just be like, okay, it's probably gonna be fine. You know, we'll see how it is, but it's probably fine.
0: And there's there's something that's great about an acoustic piano. I know this is like old school. I want to have my turntables and my typewriter, Mr. Hipster. But it is true. It's like, there's no chords attached to it or anything. Yeah, there's a vibe to it. like this here, I mean, we've got a weird setup because we're trying to do a podcast up in here. That's our primary thing. But I mean, it's like knowing that if the power goes out and I've been on gigs, yeah. big festival outside when like the power goes out. Hey, you hey the still, section can still go. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's right. And it's just like knowing that you're kind of in another world. Yeah. That you can still do with this, but you just have to work harder. That's it's, what And it it's
1: also it's a very admirable feat of engineering. It hasn't really changed much I in a couple hundred years. I, I mean, know it, the
0: basic like mechanics of it. I mean it's been improved in some ways. It's and, pretty yeah. incredible.
1: It's pretty incredible. And I think also, too, for me, like the barrier of entry for the keyboards, like I said, to be good. The, barrier, sound, Harris the barrier Harris of entry. The barrier Harris. No, to sound yeah. good, to feel good, and to to have a, a, a good dynamic range is... I mean, you're getting up there to what it would cost to buy a piano. I know. <laughs> you know I what know. I mean? Like $5,000 for the V-Piano. And if you want to get the really nice speakers, probably another five grand. And then if you get the you know, Keyscape or whatever, then we're talking a few hundred or whatever. Like, you can really spend some money to get your sounds right on the on the digital piano. And I was like, well,
0: I could just rent a piano for less than that, you know? Oh, right, so of course. But what do you think about for folks that are like, okay, I'm somewhere I can't afford. An ac- Look, acoustic panels are can be very expensive, um, let's talk about some downsides. Yeah, they're <laughs> they're a, they're big and heavy. Can't move them. They're that maintenance on them for like tuning. I know some people just have them and they they get it tuned once a year or whatever. But yeah. I mean to really keep yeah, it up. They're I mean, a pain it's in oppressive. the ass. They're sure. a pain in the ass. Yeah, yeah. But where do you think the the kind of line crosses over uh, between the benefits versus the pain in the ass factor for acoustic piano versus say a keyboard? And let's not even say like the five thousand dollar setup. Let's just say well a Nord can certainly get up into that range too. But like a really quality um, well maybe something like this. That's a little cheaper cuz it's a controller, but then you got to get the software but yeah, you get yeah, the yeah. really good sounds, you know, and some pretty good speakers. But like with an acoustic piano, you can get like in most cities around the world, I believe certainly here in the US, if you look around, not that hard, you can get a spinet piano that's in pretty good shape yeah. for five hundred bucks. Sometimes less. Sometimes just to go.
1: Pick I mean, you can find up. one if you want to pick it up and put a little maintenance into it. You can yeah. get good work. You know, we're really lucky here in St. Louis. Actually, we've got a local piano shop called Jackson Pianos, whose yeah. mission it is is really to put pianos into venues. Right. And so, like every little restaurant and and live music venue here and around town, you'll see at least an upright piano that'll have a little card on it that says "Brought to you by Jackson Pianos." Yeah. And I know for a fact. They usually put those in there on their own as a little business card and just to get pianos being played, which is amazing. And and not everywhere is as lucky to have have, that kind
0: of thing, for sure. Absolutely. And shout-out Jackson Piano. Also, shout-out Pianos for People. Totally. We have have both these organizations here in St. Louis that are really kind of put us at the epicenter, I think, um, and the vanguard of, like, putting pianos, older pianos, to great use pianos for people, of course, amazing nonprofit that puts pianos into homes, yep. much as Jackson Piano. But I mean, they do it for free. Yep. They include free lessons. It's, it's a visionary. I mean, they've been featured on CBS Sunday Morning and yeah. NBC with Lester Holt. I mean, they're doing amazing things and re- really changing the game with but
1: that. You would be surprised, Peter, You know, if you are in a city somewhere and you're playing a venue that regularly has music and they don't have a piano, Talk to the venue owner or the yeah. person that is in charge of the finances the proprietor and you know you can actually I've talked people into buying pianos for their venues right and, and saying like listen this but is you're not, very persuasive well I can be when it yeah. comes to this because it's like are you gonna have live acoustic jazz six nights a week and but. you're not going to have any kind of piano in you. here. Right, you're right. really shooting yourself in the foot. And also right. you should probably have a drum kit too so that there's a house drums and you know this music is best when spontaneity when spontaneity happens and when people come up and start playing. But I and I know it's a bit of an investment, but you could actually talk venues into or even restaurants into saying like, you know, you, this would be 10 times better with an acoustic instrument. Absolutely. And then, you know, you can lie a little bit and say, they're not a big deal to maintain. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, But I've actually even, uh, uh, worked with venues on trying to like, you know, shown them Jackson pianos inventory and say like, listen, you can get this for, you know, a thousand dollars or whatever. And it'd be better than what we have here. So, which is nothing. Right. Absolutely. And then for me, I have my Nord here and this lives at the studio but I do the only reason I have this is I'm, I ever have which don't happen very often anymore but if I have some kind of gig that's not a performance that's like a background gig or I'm yep. supporting someone and you know it's it's really like it's not worth it for me to try to get a piano there or whatever I bring the old Nord and right. it's it's fine I used to uh, haul around a suitcase fender roads which was actually back in our shot it's still in there it's, it's still there. in there yeah. that suitcase used to be in the back of my car for 10 years yeah. and i would take it everywhere i went that didn't have because i just loved the feeling of a hammer hitting a time absolutely you
0: know i used to do that on gigs before i could drive so it was in the back of like my mom's car or get, I have to get my sister to drive me down that's, right down here to play. that's supportive parents right there <laughs> that's support <laughs> well, actually my mom would do it she'd make my sister do it, yeah. but, well you know yeah Cool. All right. Well, um, should we play a little since I'm refusing to? (laughs) Should we go in the other room? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Till next time. You'll hear it.